Workers tasked with screening airport arrivals say they're not getting the supplies they need for virus protection. With imported cases rising day by day, screeners on the front line are demanding more face masks, gloves that fit, and flu vaccinations. Minister of Health and Welfare Chen Shizong moved to assure the workers on Monday, saying that officials would look into adjusting their rations. Before starting their day, these security guards gear up with gloves and masks. That's because these security guards work in airport screening and come into contact with international arrivals every day. A local report finds that the Taiwan CDC has outsourced a part of national border control to a private security company. At the two terminals of Taoyuan Airport, all 100-plus airport screening workers are private security guards. They say they work 12-hour shifts but only get one face mask a day, plus gloves of fixed sizes. As for gloves, we used to get them in XL and L. There would be so much air left at the fingertips, we could hardly use them. As for masks, we get one a day. Like this glove, with lots of room left at the end. As for face masks, the daily allotment is strictly one a day. Frontline workers say that's not enough. They also complained of not receiving vaccinations for seasonal flu. I wouldn't say that the staff protection is inconsistent with the regulations. Of course, there are some reports of a slight PP shortage, which may have led to tighter rations. We will get an understanding of the situation and try to provide more equipment for them. Some of the processes are outsourced. The contractors answer to the Taiwan CDC. So if you give your feedback to the security company and the company doesn't take action, you can take that complaint to the Taiwan CDC. I believe that all such issues can be resolved. At present, a PPE shortage has not developed. The health minister said PPE rations would be adjusted based on personnel needs. As COVID imports and asymptomatic carriers rise sharply, a vulnerable front line could give way to a public health breach. If a person suffers cardiac arrest, their best hope is to receive CPR as soon as possible. New Taipei City has announced it will roll out Taiwan's first mobile paramedic ENT teams to respond immediately to emergencies. It also wants to put a CPR training machine in every senior high school so people can brush up on their first aid skills. When a person collapses unconscious, a paramedic team is instantly sent out on bikes to administer CPR. This happens even if an emergency medical technician is already on the scene. This dispatch of first responders is coordinated centrally to make best use of the golden period for first aid straight after collapse. We will increase the number of paramedic EMTs. This policy will inevitably improve our capacity to provide the most important key first aid after a collapse. Statistics show that the chances of survival for cardiac arrest patients drop by 7 to 10 percent every minute they wait for treatment. But if given CPR, that rate is cut in half. New Taipei has set up Taiwan's first mobile paramedic EMT team, who will race to a patient's side on scooter and there share the job of first aid. That gives cardiac arrest patients a higher chance of survival. They'll mainly respond to epileptic fits, serious injuries, angina, and other special major emergencies, at first in Banqiao and Sanchong. Our first team will be in Banqiao and Sanchong. Five more teams will then assemble before the end of 2021, for example in Xingdian and Tuchen, and gradually our teams will form across other districts with large populations.
When emergencies occur, members of the public can also play a big role by giving injured people CPR. That's why CPR education is so widespread. New Taipei is the first city in Taiwan to create a CPR training machine. Using the CPR machine, you can test on the spot whether your pumping technique is correct. Let's give it a try and, and see if I can perform successful CPR. The gamified machine tells you if your pumping is too strenuous or too weak. The machines will sit at New Taipei City Hall and senior high schools across the city. Next time you spot one, why not give your first aid skills a brush up? The annual Autumn Struggle March unfolded in Taipei on Sunday, with an estimated 50,000 participants. This year's demonstrations protested the government's decision to lift a ban on the imports of U.S. pork with the additive ractopamine. The KMT was in the crowd for the first time this year to tap into public anger over the easing of the ban. Speaking on stage at the rally, KMT Chairman Johnny Chang called on President Tsai Ing-wen to publicly debate him over the ractopamine issue. At the KMT's first autumn struggle, it wasn't all smooth going. From a voice breaking mid sentence to a microphone mishap, the rally had some high profile glitches. At its Autumn Struggle debut, the KMT saw its message obscured by headlines about this flyer promoting a Taipei day trip. The flyer entices supporters to join the November 22nd march for food safety by offering free transport, lunch at a restaurant and a stop at two scenic spots. Actually, yesterday many people were saying, let's end this march on time at 3 o'clock so that we can go out to see the sights. The tone has really changed from that of past marches, based on my understanding, which is that the protesters came of their own accord spontaneously. The KMT has not successfully whitewashed its past. It has only highlighted its shortcomings. The DPP lawmaker expressed dismay that the KMT was using autumn struggle to rally anger against the ruling party. At Sunday's protest, KMT lawmaker Chang had challenged President Tsai to a debate on U.S. pork imports. President Tsai Ing-wen, please come forward and speak. Come forward and debate. If you won't debate, step down. Legislative interpolation is the best form of debate. But KMT lawmakers have obstructed my interpolation sessions 11 times. Don't reject a course of action that's close at hand and instead make other demands. That's going round the sun to meet the moon. Su said the KMT forfeited its chance to debate him 11 times, a sign that its latest proposal rings insincere. Turning now to innovations in food. A Council of Agriculture project is bringing sweet potato and beef together before they hit the plate. A, ca a cattle feed made of sweet potatoes and probiotic enzymes has been introduced to rear a new brand of Taiwanese beef. It aims to produce higher quality meat while still helping farmers cut costs. As the steak hits the pan, a satisfying sizzle and delicious scent fill the room. The steak is evenly marbled and lustrous. This is sweet potato-fed Taiwan Hanji beef. This selection of unique potatoes was rejected for their odd shapes. 200,000 tons of the crop are produced in Taiwan annually, but 20% are rejected for their appearance. With the government keen to promote a circular, zero-waste economy, the public-funded Agricultural Research Institute has worked with local companies and cattle farmers in Yunling to produce this near-prime-grade hanji beef fed on probiotic sweet potatoes rather than normal feed. 
Right now, several farms are working together. We have about 1,500 head of cattle being reared. These special enzymes, sweet potatoes, can replace some of the imported additives we would add when we make the hay. We're really looking forward to seeing this Taiwanese beef industry go all the way from field to market, all linked together despite the scale being so small. I would say that this is a perfect success. Taiwan loves beef, but only 5% of the market consists of Taiwan-reared cattle. There are 35,000 cows on farms right now. The main factors limiting the industry are lack of land and feed, with 250 tons of cattle feed imported annually. But using the enzyme-boosted sweet potatoes, farms can cut costs while improving the quality of their beef. We did some experiments analyzing animal growth and carcass shapes. The last one showed that in terms of the fat in the beef, all our requirements were fulfilled. A well-known food company and smaller beef retailers are already offering hanji beef to customers. Developers plan to retail frozen products in supermarkets, bringing coherence and quality to the industry. The water supply has been tight this year due to few typhoons and sparse rainfall. Although an official decision on whether to suspend the first phase of rice irrigation in Tainan and Jai won't be made until November 25th, the Council of Agriculture has already come up with compensation plans for farmers. Under the scheme, farmers will be encouraged to cultivate green manure with subsidies of between 81,000 and 88,000 NT dollars per hectare. Right now, the combined capacity of Jai's Zhengwen and Tainan's Wushanto reservoirs is just 175 million tons of water, yet a total of 232 million tons is needed for farmland irrigation in these areas. The fear is the reservoirs could empty out in mid-April 2021 if new rice seedlings are planted. Currently, Taiwan has 170,000 hectares of rice fields and a total of 80,000 hectares will be left fallow if the irrigation plans get suspended. The COA stressed that leaving the fields fallow would not cause a food shortage as Taiwan has a year's supply of rice in reserve. Old school treats are making a comeback in Taiwan. Traditional flavors like spring onion buns and pork floss bread are gaining traction again among people looking for a trip down memory lane. One bakery says it's been inundated with orders after launching a special box set featuring nine traditional buns. Another vendor's spin on a childhood treat is also in high demand. Buns baked to perfection in a 290-degree oven. Once they acquire a glossy golden sheen, they are pulled out, filling the air with a spicy spring onion aroma. To make them, chopped up scallions are mixed with lard and piled up high on the dough. This is one of the many traditional Taiwanese breakfast buns. Another one is custard bread. The stuffing inside is made with real vanilla beans. Some are savory and some are sweet, and all are redolent with an old-school flavor. They're part of a nine-piece set designed by a nostalgic baker. I like the pork floss buns. With the salty pork floss and the mayonnaise, it can really attract buyers. These kinds of traditional breads are hard to come by now. To fit a cornucopia of classics in the box, the bakers make them a quarter of the standard size. This mini-set of yesteryear pastries has been a hit with customers. Over 10 years, Taiwanese breads transformed from snacks bought in alleys to international prize winners. When our team was discussing how many flavors to put in, we decided on nine. Not a single one can be dropped from the set. 
And then there's this business that specializes in a beloved deep-fried treat. Sandwich bread is given a quick 22-second fry, cut it apart to reveal a generous ice cream stuffing. This dessert with a crispy shell and ice cream inside was once commonly served to kids at Lunar New Year's banquets. It's now seeing a revival with one ice cream sandwich sold every two minutes. In two months, I opened 10 shops more or less. Currently, I have plans to expand even more by year's end. Traditional Taiwanese flavors are making a comeback after decades out of vogue. Even in a globalized market, consumers are increasingly reaching for the tastes of their childhood.